0: Welcome back to our Thursday night live. Woohoo. Hi, everyone. Good evening. Thank God there's no technical issues today, so we can start on time.
1: Yeah, fantastic. All right, people. So, um,. Tonight, we'll be talking about market recovering. Uh, Tonight, there's a lot of things to cover, Okay.
0: Yeah, I'm sure everyone is very excited, right? Looking at the market going up, you know, all your portfolio is recovering, you know. It's like, wow, finally, I can take this opportunity to uh, recover some of my losses in the past and all that. So, yeah, it's a very exciting time right now. Mm, And we are going to talk about it tonight.
1: Yeah, so... Let's just do a quick introduction. Hi, my name is Peter and welcome back to the show. I run a channel called Mr Money TV and...
0: Hey, Frankie here. Um, I run The Fuck Show. Um, so um, if you want to know more about the stock market, uh, uh, please remember to uh, subscribe yourself to the channel. Uh, so that you can get notification when new videos are up
1: alright for those of you who are watching for the first time uh, like we say usually Mr Money TV we do more general finance kind of thing uh, and uh, for the fuck show we actually try to go more specifically into the stock market so that is who we are. And I believe most of you have already know who we are anyway. Mm. Uh, just a quick introduction so that when you do our podcast and whatnot, you know, people can't know this. Yes, way. correct. Now, just a quick reminder for those of you who actually miss our Thursday Night Live, uh, do remember we actually have a podcast on Spotify where you where new episodes will be uploaded on every Monday. Mm. Yeah, So if you miss tonight's session, you can always replay that on Spotify your car radio on the way to work on a Monday morning. Mm. Yeah, or maybe on a Tuesday morning, whatever it is. (laughs) All right, so we took a very quick poll, right? Uh, And those of you who are actually here right now, you can also vote that poll and see, you know, do you think that the market is actually recovering right now? So what we noticed is that uh, ever since uh, two days ago, the CPI was announced, it was slightly mm. lower than uh, expected. And <laughs> very, fat, slightly, yeah,
0: very, very slightly. Very slightly.
1: And <laughs> Fed actually start to give a slight signal that they could be taming down on the interest rate a little bit. Then straight oh. away, the market smelled this like a hungry blood, you know, yeah. A bloodthirsty dog, right? That like just jumped into the market and everything just shot up like crazy. Mm-hmm. Even oil price also shot up. Right now is about ninety-three dollars.
0: <laughs> yeah. Just when last week we talked about it came down like like finally crossed the ninety mark, went down to eighty-nine, eighty-eight. <laughs> Today, well everything just got excited and just shot up and even oil price now is at ninety-three dollars
1: that's right that's right and what we notice is this for those of you who actually bought in on like tech stock especially you are probably a very happy man today right uh, looking at Facebook Facebook price just went up to 178 dollars per share that is quite a shoot up right yeah. and uh, Google as well went up uh, I think definitely Tesla as well went up uh, as we can see Nvidia also did very well. Uh, Malaysia stock, on the other hand, when you look at our tech stock like um, Coraza, you know, for those of you who own Coraza, yeah, Inari,
0: Globetronics, Coraza, whatever tech stocks that you can name, generally they are all up with good sentiment that came from the US.
1: Yep, that's right. Yeah. Now, but the question is, is this really, really a recovery or just a dead cat bounce, wow. right? So <laughs> while in the midst of like a lot of news coming out right now talking, uh, starting to be more positive about the sentiment, mm-hmm. there is also some news that are going around They're saying that you, as a business, you should really expect a bad year ahead, mm. right? So then the question is, why is there a disengagement between Wall Street and actual businesses right mm, now?
0: The main street. Uh, okay, I think first of all we need to understand how do how do all these economists how do all these surveyors come up with the number to say that hey I think next month inflation is going to be whatever number, right? So uh, how they do it is is actually when they go for all these corporate meetings and um, interview with all these uh, policymakers and whatnot, they will have a gauge when they hear their speech. For example, um. Nvidia say that um, their sales going forward is not going to be good. Even Apple also say that, you know, with the supply chain disruption, uh, it may affect their sales going forward. So with all this information, they will, they will try to predict, oh, with all this in hand, maybe it's time to slow down already. Inflation will not be so strong anymore. So from June, June CPI number, which was 9.1%, they predicted that in July, inflation will come down to 8.7. Right with all the indicators uh, that were that was discussed just now. Okay, then um, one or two days ago, um, the the official um, CPI number came up, and the number was eight point five percent, which was zero point two percent lower than the market expectation. So with that, the market got really excited because hey, any number works, man. <laughs> at, <laughs> at a time of uh, this bearish market, right? So I just want an excuse to actually um have some ac- have some action in the market so with just 0.2 percentage point drop in the market expectation on uh inflation it was enough to push all the stock index up by one two percent oh yeah right. so that's why then then that performance actually spill over to other markets around the world including Malaysia so uh that's why we are we are having that that good performance this this one or two days, yeah. but the question is, so why is that disengagement? So this is the this is the the uh, disengagement, no? Because while the mainstream, while the mainstream people, the real businesses people they are still facing high inflation now. 8.7%, 8. 8.5%, 8. it is still over 8% of inflation compared to last month, huh? right? So there is, they are still experiencing real inflation and it is hurting their businesses, it's hurting their lives, uh, and people keep losing their job and whatnot. But it was enough for the stock market to say that, hey, since I have some money and the economic number was good, why not I take this opportunity to make some bucks? And uh, that's why, this This scenario that we are facing right now in the market
1: yeah, and while we are actually looking at all this right, we can see that uh, there's a lot of uh, real talks when it comes to the actual business side. Uh, many people are also predicting that semiconductor is going gonna the semiconductor bubble is going to burst soon mm. right. They are saying that uh, although it looks like it was a boom previously, but right now, uh, uh, it may actually go into problem for next year. And we can see that many of them are actually really kind of like on the real business end, trying to pull the plug a little bit, you know, hold their horses a little bit, put the handbrake, right?
0: This is just like what happened to the uh, glove to the glove sector. You know, when COVID-19 broke out, right? Well, everyone just wanted to build new factories to uh, produce gloves. Why? Because they know that whatever they produce, they are going to sell. But we all know that COVID-19 will not be there forever, one month, right? So right now, cases are under control and then uh, people also stock up enough of uh, PPEs already. So therefore, the demand for gloves also declined. But all these new plants just started to go into operation and all these glove... Uh, plants, those especially those new plants will suffer. And therefore, a few days ago, uh what was it? Hata Lega uh, announced their um, um, earnings and it was how many percent dropped? 96% 97% drop. drop from billions of 96, ring. 96 eh, crazy. Oh, 96 from billions of ringgit of earnings down to I think eighty eight million only right? Yeah. Yeah, crazy. yeah something oh, like it that. It was
1: super crazy. Yeah no. so
0: so so potentially it may happen to semiconductor as well
1: yeah and just as i was saying this right uh, actually right in front of me is actually the article on bloomberg saying that micron micron a chip maker warning adds to evidence of collapsing chip demand memory maker warned that it's not just pc makers cutting inventory like intel micron is slowing the build of new production plant now and and the interesting thing part about this is that while there are such clear indicators and business coming on telling you this right then people are still pushing up the stock price so it's it's really really very interesting yeah right
0: uh, this it, kind of scenario uh in investment banking technical terms wow, sounds very king at eh? it uh, we 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 call this kind of market a trading market a trading market means we put aside fundamentals we react to news uh more more uh sensationalized yeah yeah so, so
1: that, that, There's a thing that I want to point out, right? Correct. right? Right Right. now, it's really a very interesting place. And and just now when you say that it reminds you of Glove, it kind of reminds me of the same thing, mm. right? When people are starting to say that, hey, you know, uh, it's gonna slow down, it's gonna slow down, you know? Uh, then people still keep pumping in money because you miss the last chance of making money and then now you're gonna make back the money and then some lost their money, they're trying to make back their money. Now, but I can't help but to feel that maybe I'm stupid you know, because like, to a certain extent, uh, last week, I was just telling him, last week, actually, I sold uh, some of my portfolio in tech stocks as well, mm. when the market actually went up a bit, then I already made my money, because uh, it was accumulated over the time, uh, give, give you a brief idea, I think I made, uh, Nvidia, Tesla, This these, I made 100% over already, so I thought to myself, last week, I say like, you know, just before the CPI announced, mm-hmm. maybe I should just sell it first,
0: mm-hmm.
1: so, not all of it, but a portion of it, so yep. that, at least you know if the CPI is higher, I'm safe. But if the CPI is lower, mm. oh, it's okay. You know, uh, I'm okay with it. Mm. And then today, bam! Wow, look at the market so damn nice, right? <laughs> and then I think to myself, you know, wow, I missed that five percent gain. Huh? Am I a bit dumb? Huh? You know, that kind of feeling, right? Mm. Yeah. So the truth is, we we yeah we could be wrong. We never know. But in this channel, we have been telling you guys that that we think personally that the bear has not ended yet. We are just at the beginning of the bear, mm. probably just halfway through, right? Uh, which is actually good news halfway through. Now, uh, some things that the market will be responding much faster and therefore uh, the stock market should be going up already. Uh, but I, I really do not know, right? At the end of the day, I really do not know. Yeah, but there is this current, current state right now. It seems to us that it is quite clear that there's this disengagement. Yeah and I think ever since retail participation has been super active this and en- this disengagement became even more apparent uh I
0: think a lot of retail investors are <laughs> confused and lost right now because like hey why why a lot of people tell me that you know when there's all these noises in the market when there's all these sensational news in the market don't follow focus on fundamentals but look at the market now it is It is totally opposite. People are reacting to those news, but nobody look at fundamentals. That is because, uh, yeah, there is no point looking at fundamentals right now because of inflation, number one. Number two, you have that China tension going on in Taiwan right now. So that fundamentally speaking, nothing is good. So, but you still want to keep investing in the market, right? So they turn to news to look for inspiration to actually continue to punt the market.
1: Yeah. And one thing we can see right now is that uh, if let's say you are not looking at long term, you're looking at a slightly shorter term right now, there's still space to play. Let's be honest about it. right? Mm. When you look at the technical chart, there are still some areas to grow. uh, Certain uh, small breakouts has happened and then uh, there's some space to actually go further up. But then as you want to go up in a slightly longer term, then it usually again rests back down to the fundamental. Because Mm. just think about it this way, right? Now, uh, currently right now, there's not much of a news going on already. Mm. At least until uh, September, right? Not yeah. much of news already. Now, then after that, it's going to be a quarterly earning time. Mm. When it comes to a quarterly earning time, they are going to start announcing like, what's their outlook? Yep. And we're going to be in the Q3 run, right? Mm. And they're going to start talking about it. And if let's say by then, most of these companies start saying that, hey, you know, I think things are going to be bad. Yeah. Then depend on whether the news channel are going to pick it up and talk about it. Yeah, that is number one. Yeah, so uh, we can see very apparently very clear. I was looking at uh, the semiconductor sales growth as well. I think from uh, month to month, in uh, it has been dropping. Mm. Yeah, it has started to drop. Yeah, is it going to be a long term downtrend? We really do not know, uh, but there are a few factors there. Now, we know that there are also uh, quite many companies who actually came into Malaysia who want to build their chip. Manufacturing.
0: Yeah, you were saying the FDI to Malaysia is the highest in the region. Yes, right? yeah. yeah.
1: one of the exciting <coughs> things are uh, for Malaysians out there. Good news for you, man. Yeah. yeah. So
0: Maybe we should thank the government.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, uh, what, I I think it's more of a global factor in play rather than our government. <laughs> uh, yeah, but definitely one thing is this, uh, over the years, for those who do not know what's FDI, FDI basically means Foreign Direct Investment. Uh, it means that companies from overseas coming in to invest in a business here, not buy the stock, but rather setting up a manufacturing plant, setting up their branches here and so on to do business. Now, FDI is extremely important because it creates job opportunities, it creates skill transfer, and uh, it distributes wealth to the nation, mm. right? means government get tax, mm. right? Tax revenues. Now, uh, because of the US-China trade war and all these things that has been going on, Malaysia naturally has been in the chip manufacturing uh, supply chain. And we have been always called, especially Penang, right? The, yeah. the Silicon, Silicon Valley, Valley yeah. of yeah. Southeast yeah. Asia, right? Mm. Yeah, and and what happened is that many of these companies who are trying to produce their chips to diverse outside of both Taiwan and China is starting to come to Malaysia. Mm. Why? Because we have the ready expertise and uh, we have a... Full-fledged supply chain here ready already, so it's quite easy for them to come in. So we saw Lam coming in with Lam Research, yeah. We saw uh, AMD also coming in, and uh, we get news from people as well. Some of our our community members who are actually within the within the uh, the chip manufacturing industry are telling us certain news that we cannot tell you. All. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> But the point is something is happening and for this kind of news that's coming in, many people see it as a very bullish sign now, but I want to say this one thing, number one, how long does it take to actually create a chip manufacturing plant? You're asking me? Yeah. It it uh, takes a while, right?
0: It takes a while or two, three years to build. Two, three build years, thing, yeah. right?
1: That's number one, uh-huh. right? And during these two, three years, money is going out or coming in. Mm, going it's up. going out, right? All right. Yeah. So although it's a good news for the Malaysian economy in the context of employment and so on, but it will only come into fruition in the two years time. Mm. And in the investment perspective, in terms of earning, this is the time that company is losing money. Correct. It's not the time that company is gonna make money.
0: Even when the plan is ready, you the def, the what the depreciation will start to kick in. So even if they get orders and whatnot, their profit will be very small. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Correct.
1: Now, on the good side of the Malaysian economy is that we became the number one spot in Southeast Asia for foreign, uh, foreign investment. Okay, don't don't compete Singapore. There's a different story, but Singapore never really one. It always stays about thirty six, uh, thirty six mm. B somewhere around there, right? Uh, Malaysia is about twenty six B in the first quarter itself mm. this year. Uh, when I look at Indonesia's data, it's about uh ten B. Uh, Philippines about ten B. If if I can recall, it's about ten B or zero point nine eight B. I have 0.98, less than a B. Mm. Then, uh, when I look at Vietnam models, uh, generally everyone is quite low, mm. about not low It's like generally about 10 plus. Uh. Malaysia is outstanding, mainly is driven by the tech sector, right now. But what I want to say is that even when we look at all these points, right, on a business perspective, it's actually a period of cash crunch. It's a period that you're not going to get any money. Correct. Right. It's not a period that you're going to make money. Now. Again, if you're a long-term investor, thinking about investing over a long term, then this is the best time because you are gonna buy low, right? Mm. Yeah. But if you're expecting it gonna straight away drive up earnings, no, it's not.
0: Uh maybe maybe to to dive deeper down into this topic, right? Is that once all this new comes out, just like what happened in the market today, when inflation is just down by 0.2%, everything will shoot up. So when all these news or lump research AMD is coming to Malaysia, right? It will create a very good sentiment on tech stocks in Malaysia. Uh, because Jalan first, now we talk later, right? <laughs> then after that, reality kicks in. Like what you say, depreciation will come in. You know, it's all about money outflow. It's about stabilizing your business operation before you make money. So relative kicks in and everyone will say, oh shit, I buy things at so expensive price. Then you know, this doesn't make sense. I got corn already. The stock market is a evil place. It's cheat my money, whatever, then you sell. That is the time if you miss the first round, if you miss the first boat, then when the market turns down, this is the best opportunity to actually um, average down your costs if you have been buying and you have bought not enough to rate for the Real profit to kick in.
1: That's right. I I think one classic example is like Dialog, right? Uh, uh, correct. When Dialog was building their 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 Johor's uh, storage uh, pengrang pengrang plant, right? Yeah. They actually the stock price actually shot up, right? Mm. Then after that, it actually went down Stagnum, because nah, 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 nah. it took quite a while for them to build finish everything. And then when they start receiving their first orders, uh, by them the news not hot, right? Yeah then only by then the stock starts shooting up. Mm. But the point I'm trying to tell you guys is this, right? Uh, If you're a long-term investor, pretty much now is a good time to invest. Actually, if you're a long-term investor, every day is a good time to invest. (laughs) uh. (laughs) That's true. Yeah. So uh, maybe now it's just a double the good time because generally you're in the low zone, no matter how high we are. Mm. But if let's say you are expecting to see result in a short period of time, then you are in for a disappointment, I would say. Yeah, because you really got to time the market very, very well. Yeah. Now, I, I think right now, I think it's good that we actually mentioned a few things, right? Now, why do you think that the market is still not yet fully recovered? Things are still gonna be bad.
0: Um, okay, number one, China is still holding on to the zero COVID-19 policy, right? Which means to say that there's a lot of supply chain disruption, uh, that is affecting the world because China is not operating at their full speed, right? They are just uh, monitoring the situation. Sometimes lockdown here, sometimes everyone must do tests here and whatnot. And then um, of course of the Ukraine war, You know, even though the first shipment of corn has already successfully left um, Ukraine, but uh, we still don't know what is the long term implication on the food security problem, because even though Russia and uh, Ukraine, they signed that um, agreement to say that they can allow um, all these crops to actually be exported. But the very next day, Russia started bombing again. (laughs) And until recently, only the first ship managed to get out of Ukraine. So the development of on this uh, food security is very, very slow. And therefore, on a real economic perspective, things are not moving as what people want it to be. Uh, And uh, that's why that side, it's not very nice. It's not very beautiful. It's just that because of everything has come down so low, right? So there's a moment of rebound in all these um, economic indicators, and that's why the market, the market is picking up all this um, small little information.
1: Yeah, I think another another factor that 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 is quite worrying for me at this point right now, right? Is is the fact that we are actually looking at a very possible real estate bubble.
0: Speaking of real estate bubble, uh, I want to cut you off over there a Mm. a little bit. Since last month until today, there's one Malaysian property developer stock has shot up by double. You, you 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 probably didn't notice this. Teladan Setia Berhad. Really? Uh? Uh, it's a Malacca property developer. Um, very very little news on the company, um, but share price for some reason shot up double, from 60 cents to one one something. But right now it uh, it is, um, in, uh, those punters are taking profit, so it dropped down a little bit. But generally the share price is still very strong. Hmm.
1: do you know more about the company?
0: Ah, that's that's why I want to throw the question to everyone here. Do ah. you guys know what is going on with the London Satya? If you know, you know. Uh, we would appreciate if you can share it with everyone else as well.
1: Yeah. yeah. Now talking about the housing bubble, going yeah. back into it, right? Now, many people are saying that the, this year's market bubble, right, mm-hmm. if let's say it crashed, it's gonna be worse than 2008. Why? <laughs> of course, who who can afford to
0: pay mortgage today, right? The, Everyday interest rate go up by 75 basis point, 50 basis point and whatnot, right? So I think this time round, uh, it is not so much of a subprime mortgage crisis. Subprime mortgage means people keep on taking loan, but actually they they cannot afford the loan. Now I think the crisis will be, initially they could afford the loan, but now they cannot afford the loan. I think that will be the storyline of this property bubble crash uh, if it happens.
1: Hmm, Yeah, so imagine if you bought a house in 2020, right? You feel like wow you're top of the world, right? And mm-hmm. after that, this year suddenly like your your loan installment got by one thousand ringgit. Mm. Oh shit, man. That's really bad. Yeah. No, that's really really bad.
0: Even if you don't own a house, uh you still need to pay for your utility bills and whatnot. Um I just read an article that day that says that in the UK um, your utility bills for a year has shot up to like four thousand over pounds. Uh, that is an increase from uh, three thousand something comp- uh, last year. So that's almost like a uh, wanted jump already. You know, crazy, eh? Yeah,
1: yeah. So th- so there's this whole looming real estate crisis looming, looming. Mm. Yeah. Now again, the best scenario is going to be a soft landing. yeah where it's kind of like you know people are going nowhere kind of thing you're stuck with the house you're not dying you but you can pay that kind of situation and 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 that could be possible as well that could be possible as well Hmm. but my point i want to highlight here is that uh, i think that we are in this very odd situation in the financial world right now yeah and and even malaysia right when we talk about recovery when we talk about economic recovery, is that possible or not? Uh, I was looking through our data, right? I was looking through where is Malaysia going to be? Uh, how many of you guys here are really concerned if Malaysia is going to ever recover? If you are, can you just write Malaysia for me in the comment, right? Yeah. Now, I myself is very, very concerned about that. The mm. reason being is because everything is here. Right? Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, for some of you, you'll be thinking like, uh, if let's say things are not going to be well in the long term future, maybe it's time to migrate and so on and so forth. Now, uh, I'm not sure about you. I'm not going to talk about migration as well, but I want to talk about certain data and facts and some of the things that I think are very possible in the Malaysian scenario. Now, uh, all of you have probably heard the Malaysian ringgit is significantly lower right now. Right? We we are we are at a very very bad place in the Malaysian ringgit. Yeah. Uh, Malaysian ringgit is so. Bad that it's hitting 4.5. Mm-hmm. I think certain exchanges, and if you are into crypto, you are trying to change to USDT. You realize the Malaysian ringgit is uh, exchange to USDT is going for about 4.6, 4.7. Wow. <laughs> yeah, which is super high, right? <laughs> yeah. Really crazy. And now Singapore, uh, Singapore money changer is running out of Malaysian ringgit. I think the last time we went, also you can see Malaysian ringgit also our one Yeah. Yeah. Correct. So. Like, we are in this really odd situation. Now, uh, many people are blaming that Malaysian Ringgit is weaker because it is bad, our economy. Actually, not really so. Now, Malaysian Ringgit is not weaker because Malaysian Ringgit dropped, but because USD went, went up because of the Fed rates. Right. right? Yeah. So it actually keeps going up. Now, for the government, if they were to increase the interest rate faster to catch up, there is going to be a very big problem because what happened is that I think a lot of people who hold a bunch of credit card debts are gonna die. Mm. People who hold house loans are gonna suffer. Yeah, uh, I think you guys have already gotten your letter saying your house yeah, loan your price increase. increase. Right, uh, <laughs> the day I checked, actually, I said that increase by 2.5 is 5%, right? Uh-huh.
0: It's
1: actually not. It's actually
0: 10%. Oh, okay.
1: Yeah. Wow. 25 basis points is actually about 10% increase. Mm. Uh, so, it's actually quite crazy. Mm. Right, so just by increasing it to... 75 basis point, we are talking about 30% increase in your in your mm. loan repayment. Yeah, that's crazy. Now, but the good side is this. It also makes Malaysia a very good place Export. to invest.
0: Oh, okay. That's number one. As a foreigner? Yes. Uh, correct. So
1: I, I guess that explains why FDI mm. is going to be very hot. Yep. Right? Now, so that that's going to help to push up the economy in that sense, right? Mm. Yeah. Now, uh, however, there's also this question that we were talking about, that we were discussing over the last two, three days, right? Saying that if let's say FDI come in, it's supposed to bring wealth to Malaysians. Then the question is, how is it gonna benefit Malaysians? Now we know number one with FDI coming in, business owners get benefited, who collaborate with them, Hmm. right? the business owner will collaborate. These businesses will benefit a lot. Uh <coughs> government will benefit because they collect tax. Correct. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, businesses who are exporting is going to benefit a lot. All right. Yeah. Because they are going to collect money in USD. Great. Fantastic. Mm. Right. You don't even need to do anything. Your profit just went up because of exchange. Mm. Right. Now, however, the question is this. How is it going to trickle down to Malaysians? the only way a business can trickle down wealth to Malaysian is number one, tax, by increasing the infrastructure here and so on and so forth. But the one is, it means you pass the money, in government and government pass it to us. Correct. In Your
0: battleship was missing already. <coughs>
1: eh, oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, You pass the
0: government, then the battleship go missing, <laughs> <laughs> that, what to do?
1: Yeah, that, huh? that's the thing, right? Yeah. yeah and and government in turn is gonna take the money and then do development and then uh, with those development, create more job opportunities, so on and so forth, mm. right? Now, or either give it directly under brim, you know, or whatnot. Now, the next thing is, corporates will have to increase salary formulations. Malaysians. Mm. That's the only way that we can benefit. Yeah. Yeah, but then there backs the question. Is our salary really increasing?
0: So here comes down to the employers think that the employees do not worth that amount of money. Because you see, right? A lot of employers are when it comes to, wow, you know, FDI coming in, I need to increase my workforce, you know, in, in order to service my clients and whatnot. But you'll notice that they rather hire foreigners. they rather hire expats. And then when, when it only comes down to like the- Wait, What
1: kind of expat, huh? the low class or high class worth? <laughs> Both. <laughs>
0: Both type also they take expats. <laughs> <laughs> right? So uh yeah, so where was I? I lost I lost Derry. Okay. So uh okay. They would
1: rather hire expats.
0: Yeah, they 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 would rather hire expats to do the job because they generally think that uh the local people do not have that enough value added to justify that increment in their salary. So it so it will it will come down to a point whereby yes. We will we will hire more people, but all these people will hire. They will end up to be admin staff, uh, dispatch, uh, dispatch people. You know, maybe pantry auntie mm-hmm. and uh, whatnot. But when it comes to all the high end like designing, um, um, um engineering uh, and stuff like that, they will still prefer either people who has really really good experience in those area, or just go to their head office and say, hey, can you send like a team of people from head office to come down here and uh, do the job?
1: Yeah, that, yeah. That, that kind of reminds me of the situation in Indonesia, right? I was just reading an article about Indonesia. Over the years there were a lot of FDI being poured into their nation, right? And uh, many, many companies start setting up shop there. And then they say that because of all these, uh, there were a lot of jobs created for people in Indonesia. Yeah, And when they went deep into it and they look at the kind of jobs that were being created, a big bunch of it, are actually low level of jobs like drivers. Yeah. Uh and food stalls, you know, like it's not high value lah. It's
0: uh, co- low correct. value you, jobs. You 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 reminded me of something now when when I was still in banking, right? You know, we get posted to our subsidiary offices one right? Uh I got posted to Indonesia before. When I went into the office, right, I didn't feel like I was in Indonesia when. I feel like I was at home. Mostly Malaysian. Mostly Malaysian. <laughs> uh Yes, there are Indonesians, but all the head of departments are, you know, a director or whatnot. No? Yeah, but but the middle class people are mostly Malaysians.
1: See, that, mm. that that's a point that I make, right? Correct. Yeah, so so what happens is that when this FDI comes in, there's also this question of, is it really gonna boost? Yes, it's gonna boost GDP for sure, mm. for sure, right? Government is gonna definitely gonna collect more taxes. But is it gonna create a distributed wealth to the overall people? That, that would be the question. And and if you're actually wondering, right, why we are talking about this, and you are you are you're actually saying like, hey, isn't today talking about market recovery? Uh? Mm. Right?
0: Yeah, like, but recovery got two aspects, you know, one is the Wall Street recovery, one is the main street recovery. <laughs>
1: yeah. Then the thing is this, right? You must remember if people got no money, then people can't spend. Mm. And and every country, when they are doing well, it is the middle class that will be driving the economy, not the not the T20, put it this way. Yeah, It's not T20. It's not your high end. It's not the low end. It's the middle class. And we ha- we're have we having this problem of disappearing middle class. Mm. It's going missing. Mm. Where are they? So suddenly now, uh, there's not much of middle class. Self. You're either low or either you're high. Now, I hope Malaysia don't fall into that place because if we're falling into that place, this is the kind of issue that we're facing. And yeah. actually, if you look at the US, it's the same.
0: Actually, this is a general problem problem around the world. So I really wonder where are all these middle class people go? Like, let's say for example, I still remember attended a Coraza meeting. Uh, Coraza mentioned that it's very difficult for them to hire local engineers. They just Mm. simply cannot find. They say, right, if I can find local engineers that are good, I close, I am willing to pay him any amount of salary that he asks. He said that, he said that,
1: but where
0: (laughs) where don't have. So where, where where did all these people go? But when you go to other countries, they are also facing the same problem, right? Like for example, like my case, the bank, right? I went to the bank, like, high, high people I know, low people I know, but the middle people uh, don't know, <laughs> right? <laughs> that, that, that's the problem, so. Sometimes I also don't know what where, what are all these middle class people are doing.
1: Yeah, yeah. So mm. so there's this there's this a uh, middle class that is going missing. I mean, definitely we 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 can say that most of them actually migrated. You know, one or what True, right? true, true. Yeah, and, and it's true, true. Because, true.
0: They started their own business, become entrepreneur. Yes. Yeah,
1: because yeah, like uh, when you are in such a, a scarce place, right? Uh, since you are the only one who can do the job, must you do it? As mm. Your own business. That that that's the thing. And how many people? I mean there are also those who are good and willing to stay in employment, right? Mm. But it's not many. It, it's really not many. Not that there's none, it's just not many. Yeah, that's one thing. And number two, when 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 it comes to an emerging um emerging economy in that sense, right, the people who suffer the most are actually the urban poor. Mm. It's not those people in the Ulu Ulu place, you know. The Ulu Ulu place, right, number one, their expenses are still low. Correct. Number two, they still have everything. Yep. They are used to it.
0: Uh, sometimes even self-sufficient. <coughs>
1: self-sufficient. Yeah, yeah they're just not rich. Right. Yeah, they're They are happy with their life. I mean, just talk to Felda owners, right? Mm. Those Felda are, settlers. Yeah, Felda settlers. Yeah. Uh, We're having this topic as well the mm-hmm. other day, right? Mm. Uh, all the Felda settlers, many of them are, are very happy mm. with where they are.
0: Complacent. Uh, not complacent, yeah, right? complacent. Yeah. Now,
1: <coughs> then you, you move to urban place like here. Say you meet a guy who is a poor fella living in PJ itself. The guy is gonna suffer greatly. <laughs> I cannot yeah, I imagine mean. if I'm a children of one of them. Uh, you 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 walk out the street, you go to a school in Yukchai, let's say, your friends all come, all drive nice car, they play toys, they play expensive toys. Yeah. How how are you gonna feel, right? Mm. Yeah, and then your your living expenses are already so high. How are you gonna even provide for other things? Mm. Now that that is actually a huge problem and that's why it makes it harder for people to move up the social class. Yeah, and, and there's this whole topic about uh uh social mobility lah. but that's a topic for another day. But the point is that it's, the market's gonna recover. And if you actually look at over the long term, when when you see a disappearing middle class, then there could be a problem in terms of recovering market. If you actually look at the US the main the main the main economy is no more really being driven by the people like you thought about the stock market yeah if you say that why is there a disengagement in the stock market and and main street personally, I think it's because of the wealth disparity mm-hmm. most of the money are now slowly being placed in the hands of that few people okay so let's say put it this way I got the money to pun the market right now mm. But you all don't have the money as a fundamental, man, because you are usually are supposed to save regularly every month, but you got no money. Man. Okay. So how are you going to participate in the market? So now the market becomes very one-sided. Mm. That's why it goes in this- Makes sense. Weird Make direction, a lot of sense. Yeah. right? Yeah, same thing you think about Japan. It's the same thing. Man. Japan economy has been shrinking, mm. but property prices is crazy. Hmm.
0: Correct, because it is very concentrated to the rich.
1: Correct. Yeah. Think about Hong Kong, it's the same, right? Correct. So what happened is that things are not going to change. Things are going to go more and more expensive and the poor are just going to be poorer. Yeah. Yeah. So if you if talk about that, then is that really a market recovery? I mean, good for us who have some money to invest. La. You can ride along the waves, hmm. uh, but, but that this also comes down into a problem where is the market actually really recovering in the main street, right?
0: I feel that this is an illusion. uh. So if you have extra money that you don't mind losing and you are fairly confident that your technical chart reading you know your your sensitivity to news is very alert and all that yes you may be able to make some quick bucks there but that is just for entertainment purpose it's definitely not investing investing you still need to go back to fundamentals and think that whether the company will be there in the next 20 to 30 years because if you buy if you buy today and then Two, three years down the road, the company said, oh, because we invested in a new glove manufacturing plant and now the plant is shut down, and because of that, we borrowed a lot of money and now we got no money to pay the bank, then therefore we shut down. It's it's better.
1: Uh. Yeah. I, I mean, let, let's look at another part, right? Uh let's go back into stocks, right? Since right. today's topic is supposed to be still about the market. I know we went a little bit far, yeah, uh, but you know, I hope it was a uh, uh, mm. something to help you all to think. But uh, let's go back into the stock market right if you look at this kind of current situation at where we are right what let's talk about the u.s stock don't talk about Malaysia stock, lah. Mm-hmm. Huh? dangerous a bit lah, huh? <laughs> <laughs> let's go to u.s stock among all the tech stocks what companies do you think will do well in such situation now let's first look at like a company like apple right mm. do you think apple is gonna do well in the next midterm let's say with such a contracting economy
0: uh I think they will struggle a little bit. Because Apple has established itself right as the benchmark for fairly well. F- fairly well. How, atas. Uh, fairly Atas product. status uh, yeah. product, correct. So generally speaking, people who buy Apple products have that kind of a social status already. Uh, and then it's also this group of people are shrinking. Hello. Hello. It is also this group of people are experiencing all the mortgage payment increasing because of interest rate high, you know, uh, a debt problem, you know, I have to service this, I, my commitments become higher and whatnot. So because of that, Apple themselves say that they are uh they are expecting a slowdown in their um sales. In their sales. Correct. Yeah. So I think in the medium term. Apple might have a little bit of challenge there.
1: Yeah, I think I think when it comes to Apple side, uh, there's this problem. But we can see that they are trying to solve this problem by constantly having a lower end phone. If you actually notice, like iPhone XR, yeah. right, which is like a higher price phone but still affordable by the very much mass public. Uh, although we know that nowadays, whether people can afford or not, they are still using iPhone thirteen, uh, yeah, mm. because of phone plans and whatnot, right. And they are also trying to come with subscription. That, that's one thing. Mm. Now, uh, on the other hand, I think certain businesses that are gonna do well is uh, things that, that goes along with the need of a normal public, right? Uh, like for example, personally, uh, I somehow still think Facebook will do well. Yeah, because at the end of the day, we are addicted with our phones. Mm. Yeah, we are addicted. People are just addicted. And imagine if you got no work, right? Yeah, I just think about it. During MCO time when you're not working, or you were working <laughs> you, from- You are
0: still b- contributing to Facebook. <laughs>
1: yeah, I think you screw Facebook even more, right? Uh. Yeah, that, that's the thing, right? Yeah, and Facebook ads will continue to do well, mm. right? Now, why? Because I personally think that, like, at the same time with with this happening, there's also more and more smaller business coming up. They will be using more and more Facebook ads. Mm. Yeah. And l- just look at the amount of gurus putting ads, right? You, you, will, you will see <laughs> the, there's bloody a lot of ads, right? Correct. Yeah. So that, that's one thing. So, uh, but I think personally they have a problem la, because they are trying to focus so much on Meta, right? And then Meta is really losing their money. Mm. Uh, as long as Meta don't kill them, uh, I think that with a sensible growth, uh, it, it's, it's a pretty much blue chip stock. La all right like we look at google i think it's fine and i and i think some of the unique ones that in my opinion are like microsoft right like you gave a theory about what you think about microsoft the last time right yeah why why, why is it going to do well during this period as well uh
0: microsoft for one uh whether you like it or not they have the stickiness in their products right all companies uses microsoft office to do their work, that's one. And uh, because of their strong cash position, they have bought into all these gaming companies as well. Uh, because with the uh, with the foresight that uh, they can see that going forward is gonna be all these metaverse and whatnot. So they have been preparing themselves for that kind of growth. So therefore they bought all these gaming companies uh, so that in the future they can develop new games that is suitable for metaverse one. So you see they are already Uh, seeding themselves in different different new business opportunities already and when all these seeds starts to grow right that is when you can see Microsoft turning into a different creature from just purely a software company for office usage only
1: yeah and and I think they're very smart you see Uh, I think why is it gonna also do well even despite whatever economy we're gonna be in right is because the very the the the, the car services they are in. Mm. Uh, number one, the office services is pretty much there. They are dominant, right? But the next thing is this, huh? when markets are really bad and economy is down, uh, what kind of industry actually do well? Gambling, Gambling. gaming, all mm. the stupid industry, la. put it this way. Sin food. Uh, yeah. Sin is the one that grows. Correct. Like, re- really, uh, no joke. When when market is really bad, right, business will become very good. Uh, <laughs> even not the main thing lah, but my point is uh this car kind of, this car kind of like gambling and all. Uh, people are gonna be in it. More and more people are gonna be in it. I, I believe some of you have also heard of like certain those gambling apps, right, coming out now right mm. now. It's very very popular now. More and more people are in it. More and more of these kind of schemes and people are just going into it. And I was just thinking to myself how sustainable it is, right? Actually quite uh,
0: Quite sustainable.
1: Quite. Because yeah. it's 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 an addiction, you know. Hmm. And if let's say you lose your job, what are you gonna do? Do all these kind of things like gaming, play, scroll Facebook, can?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, these days you have all the like what play to earn tokens. Then you can then you can sell these tokens on exchanges correct. to get money. The right? worse
1: the market does, the, the better these kind of things yeah. will do usually. Yeah. And 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 that's why in my posi- in in my opinion, company like Microsoft, Blizzard, you know, all these kind of things are, are actually poised to do even better when market is bad. Yeah, when market is bad. Now, uh, definitely I'm I'm not sure about NFT gaming and all, uh. yeah, there's that, a whole different creature. Uh but real games. That that's what I mean, right? Mm. Yeah. And and I think that uh looking at the market, these are certain that kind of blue defensive nature business that that you can pay attention to. Now, uh, definitely if you're looking at like uh food production and so on and so forth, uh that is not exactly super better also yeah because uh there is uh when food prices go crazy government will always intervene you know that there, there's always this kind of question but when it comes to these kind of things like government intervene or not you are still gonna buy the diablo or whatnot you know or like your gaming cards and stuff like that uh it's crazy and people are still spend it's an addiction hmm. yeah and, and and these are some of the things that you may want to pay attention to moving ahead because in U.S. right now and in many other countries, people are losing their jobs. People are losing their jobs. Yeah, and, and like, like we have mentioned it, it's just begun.
0: Uh, just to add on to your point there, right? Uh, in the past, during our days, when we talk about playing games and whatnot, it's, it's about going to the shop and buy the CD and then put it into your PlayStation and all that. These days it's different. It's all about cloud. It's all about subscription base. So uh, it will further um, strengthen your point that when you don't have a job, you get more addicted to it because you would think that Ah, yeah, since I got no job, right? And I already paid for my subscription on Diablo. Might my, 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 my as well just use that subscription and play more. And then when you start to play, then they will start to come up with all these advertisement and say, buy this, buy that, buy that. Yeah, because yeah. you, you also would,
1: think to yourself that you can do more and then you can sell.
0: Correct. Yeah. Correct. Hey, maybe this is a business. Huh? So today, right, people don't talk about becoming an influencer or KOL already. They want to be a gamer. <laughs> can earn more money.
1: <laughs> yeah, but having said that, also the economy, they say that people want to be influencer now. Oh, mm. did they will be reading I like 70% SPM mm. believer want to be like you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't call myself influencer. an influencer. No, no, no. no. <laughs> nah, but having said that, I think uh, we are in a very unique place. Um, I mean, I myself, I'll be honest, uh, look at the market rally today, uh, certain part of me feels that I'm missing out. Uh, so I, I, I need to keep telling myself, calm down. It's okay. Uh, you may not be missing out. And even if you miss out, it's okay. It's okay. Mm. It's just a fish head. Because if it grows, it's going to grow tremendously. Mm. So uh, maybe I'm missing the first 5% or 10%. But later, if it grows, it's going to grow 70%, 80%. right? Mm. So it's okay even a 50% growth. So it, it comes out to yourself, your own perspective on what you're looking at when you're investing. Uh, but my point here that I want to tell everyone is this today, tonight. You may be looking at the market recovering. Yes We'll never know Whether is it Really a dead cat bounce Or whether is it A a full flat recovery Maybe it's so disengaged That even when Data is gonna be bad But It's just gonna Continue growing Hmm. Uh, We really do not know But There's no point Rushing it Because the first rule Of investing is this Don't lose money Yeah It's okay to Earn a little bit lesser Don't Don't lose money That's number one Because you can't Afford to lose money So many times Yeah So what are your thoughts As a End tonight when you talk about it, the market recovering? Before you go into Q and A, as usual.
0: Yeah, um, you know, I know that it is tempting that market is going up. You know, you look at the stocks that you wanted to buy, and then you think to yourself, yeah, I should have bought it, like Why I never buy?" But then, the economy is so bad. Then I buy it. Then it's like I, I get confused, right? Uh, so then, then now you need to really ask yourself: Is that are you really a long-term investor? Are you disciplined enough to carry it through? Or do you say, uh, Naomi, you know, this ride probably can last for at least two months, you know, until September, only the Fed is going to go to another meeting. So I have a window of about two months to play. And I fairly know what I want to do and know how to do it. So therefore, you put money in the market. In that situation, there's only two outcomes. You are still your conscience is still very clear. You know that at the end of the day, you need to come out from that rally because you know that it is not sustainable. Or you fell in love with the stocks that you buy. This is the worst. Because when you fell in love with the stock, when it starts to fall, you think that, like, oh, never mind. Uh, you know, profit taking only, ma, I can tahan. Then you start to go down, down, down until one day, it's really at the bottom. And then you say that now I need the cash, therefore I'm going to liquidate my stocks. When you do that, then fundamental kicks in and say, now the worst is over it's a new dawn <laughs> <laughs> highlight you know you lose on when it came down and then you lose again when it turned positive again <laughs>
1: that's right that's yeah. right yeah I think one of the most important things is that when you want to invest you better have a plan when you start uh, you need to know exactly when are you going in when are you leaving the market uh, and then stick to that if you don't have that plan in mind then uh, that's when you really do not know what to do la. you mm. are like a hateless chicken and when
0: you don't have a plan stick to your original plan mm,
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's right so <coughs> let's uh, answer some questions from the people right and uh, yeah mm-hmm. let's see uh, welcome to answer questions and we'll take whatever question that comes in uh, I think Anne Luxury Eats is asking this thing right uh, for those of you who do not know Anne Luxury Eats uh, she's a food blogger she makan all the food that I cannot afford to makan <laughs> 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 one day I want her to bring me go omakase also yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah to go and follow her Instagram and uh, her YouTube you know uh, yeah all her social channels yeah uh, so do you guys think recession is gonna hit us this year or next year I think yes yeah, I think, but I, I personally think that we are already in that period, but I don't think it's going to be a a bang run kind of situation like de- Great Depression, but I think we are going to be eased into it. I kind of, oh, things are just bad, bad. Okay, I try to think of it um as year 2008 when we are still in uni, right? Mm. Uh, oh, You're already working.
0: 2009 only I started.
1: Oh, yes. Okay. So 2008, I was still in uni. Everyone was talking about like things are really bad. But because I was a student, I just didn't really feel too much. Uh, 1997, when things were really, really bad, right? I was still a kid. Uh, we hear everything increasing in prices, but like, okay, our life goes on, no? mm. Yeah. I, I think that is what it's going to feel like for us. But... Uh, it may be a little bit different because you you need to pay things right now. I think who are really going to feel the pinch are people who own businesses and certain businesses. yeah. So if your business is poised to grow during a recession period uh, or will not really be affected, then congratulations, you are going to be fine. But if let's say you are not, then no. So uh, like for example, even our business, we are actually... In this position where we originally were supposed to expand even more aggressively, but right now we can't like take a a slowdown a little bit. Like,
0: we are operating as though we are in a recession. uh. Yeah. Put it it that way. Correct, correct. Even though operationally we are okay, but we are running it like like we are having a recession.
1: Correct. Because we don't want, like, later when shit happens, then. You are only worried about it when you are really in that danger. So mm. we we start to be worried about it even before, uh, yeah. So that's the that's the way that we look at it, yeah. Celsius is in deep trouble. Is it a bang on a run situation? No, ah, nothing nothing run. Ah, they already freeze already. <laughs> yeah, you cannot, cannot run. run. <laughs> <laughs> Bank <laughs> run is you still can withdraw. You cannot withdraw, <laughs> so mm. nothing to run. Yeah, mm. and and it's really really bad. Um. Uh I, I think like it's really sad that what has happened uh, and yeah, we, we did a video with them as well. Yeah, the time was still in the very, very good times and uh, they were the biggest and it was extremely reliable at that point. Uh, but well, after everything just came down, we also took down the video. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the reason why I took down the video is not because we are shy to tell you that we did it before, but... But the reason we took now Is because after that Still got people ask us Can invest in Celsius So mm. we like Hey no Better not man So we just Close it Cause we want to tell you That please don't Put mm. in your money anymore But as usual You know Never go Go all in Into any form of uh, Crypto Crypto entities Yeah you must always Remember that or Always spread it all out Unless if you're Holding the coin yourself Yeah when Jack, any recommendation to convert Malaysian ringgit to US dollar cheap? I prefer hold in saving account, but if cash in USD, would that be good too? Uh any recommendation? Uh
0: different platforms will offer different rates. So I really don't know which platform will give you the cheap rate because because it changes every second, right? Mm. So maybe now this this platform is cheaper, but you turn one wrong, you come back. This one become expensive already. Yeah, They yeah. now become that cheaper. That's right. So it's really hard to tell you an answer.
1: I think uh, I think Transferwise is definitely one of the cheapest in the market. Yeah, I use Transferwise to transfer my stuff. Uh, personally, I, I think if you wanna buy USD or USDT, uh, let me give you a cheaper way to do it. Instead of straight away exchanging to USDT, <coughs> what you can do is uh. Is actually transfer your money to Singapore in Singapore dollars, then using Singapore dollars to buy USDT. Yeah, that that will actually help you better. Yeah, that's if you all go USDT are not USD, huh? Now uh, on the other hand, if you are thinking about buying uh buying cryptos, right? Uh, one of the easiest way again is to use Luno, right? We have a Luno link that you can use. Why? Because uh, Luno you. They already do it in the exchange rate for you. So you don't have to go to the P2P market and buy USDT. Only you buy Bitcoin or Ethereum, right? So that's one thing. Now, uh, when it comes to currency dropping and everything, or I can just tell you very upfront, this is a very slow process. It's not going to jump up. It's not going to go down directly. From four ringgit to 4.4, it took us about half a year. Yeah, it's not like very fast and tomorrow you're not gonna see drop by 10 percent even though things go well Mm. yeah because that will kill the economy you know so uh don't wait for exchange rate to be better before you make any investment decision just think about the particular uh particular asset that you're investing uh i think it's a bit pointless in my own opinion uh definitely unless you're looking at investing all one chart within one chart period right I, I may give you an example if you thought that ethereum would have gone up to 1800 when it was a thousand bucks and that time the exchange rate was 4.3 and you actually waited just because of that eight percent increase in exchange rate well when it went to well, 1008 it's 80 percent increase right? Hmm. So you still make seventy plus percent. Right? So why why wait wait yeah. wait 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 wait? The
0: the better way to think about this is let's say for example you're exchanging it three percent higher than before. Then how you should think about it is how do I use the shortest amount of time to make back that three percent so that I can treat that amount of forex that I own as the as the benchmark rate that I want to use then from there onwards then you can say okay every sing dollar or every us dollar that i, I earn it's a bulat bulat one sing dollar yep. without without the conversion loss before that you incurred in the per, uh in the first place
1: yep that's right yeah okay and uh jonathan asked this question right i uh, oh by the way jonathan is a very good trader uh if this jonathan is a jonathan i know yeah based on the question he asked i think he's that jonathan <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <coughs> what are your thoughts regarding Malaysia producing graphene? Have you read about that? I know. Ah, so now you can produce graphene from oil palm kernel. I think that's fantastic. Mm. Yeah, That's all. I think it's fantastic. I think if let's say we are able to produce it, setting up a plan here and then Malaysia can really commercialise it, making it one of our main thing. I think it's very, very good because at the end of the day, I think Malaysia's problem is that we keep exporting commodities without adding value to it. Mm. If you can add value to it, making it the thing. That's when you become something, you know. Yeah, so I hope Malaysia actually pay attention to this.
0: I would, yeah. I would suspect that this kind of uh, thing, right, will require very high energy to convert the palm oil kernel into, into whatever it is, right?
1: Yeah, I, I'm not sure. I haven't read about it like yeah. the process but I know that it's if it is right then now.
0: someone like you got high chance of
1: getting the, <laughs> getting yeah. the actually we are in a very project. good position <laughs> to do a lot of things to do a lot of things yeah, yeah. now uh, Eddie is asking his question is it the right time for beginner to learn investing yes definitely man if not why we did the stock investing bootcamp the other day right correct yeah because cause I, th- I think it's just super fantastic time to mm. learn investing right now because think about it right Now what all your friends are saying who actually already invested last year. Losing money, uh, losing money, uh, losing money. uh.
0: You start at the low, man.
1: You start at the low, bro. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So now is the best time, yeah. Now. uh, (coughs) So Mr. Money, you say you sold your US stock. Do you convert it back to Malaysian Ringgit? Uh, How will you be taxed if you bring back the money into Malaysian bank? definitely no lie. did not come back to Malaysia la. <laughs> keep it in USD and wait la. <laughs> now uh, will it be taxed when you take the money back to Malaysia uh, I think that the law right now says that remittance is don't need to be taxed yet yeah at one point they were talking about it but but withholding tax eh? uh, no 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 tax yet not, not implemented US stocks hold. Uh, not dividend man. he's saying oh. that you sell already okay okay uh, if dividend then we're we'll holding tax uh. yeah so uh, generally you now uh, for those of you who are thinking about starting to invest in the u.s stock market you can actually use uh interactive broker they are one of the longest in the industry um yeah hmm. super long in the industry they are being used by professionals as a back end as well so yeah you can go and check it out click on our link and uh uh read more about it open an account and whatnot right yeah um so uh, I guess that's all the question for tonight. No question, really. mm Yeah.
0: Yep. Yep. Oh, today, very good. No question. Oh,
1: Very good. No question. Okay.
0: But I got a lot of statements. Uh.
1: Yeah, a lot of statements. Yeah. Mm. Okay. So, actually got lah, some question up there. Oh. Very up there though. Yeah. China developer sales might drop a third this year due to housing crisis. Is it bad for Malaysia high-end property market as branded service resident price at 2000 plus per square feet? <laughs> okay, so the question is this actually, do you think it's yeah. a good time to invest in properties?
0: Okay. First of all, I must say if this is the first, <coughs> if, if, if you're a first home buyer, right? You don't need to look at price. If you need a house, just buy it because based on statistics for many, many, many years, for decades, right? House prices generally is one direction only, which is up. So if you buy today, 30 years later, 50 years later, when you sell it, you will make again on the profit simply because, number one, land is scarce. So as more and more houses are being built, the land also become lesser and lesser. So therefore, the value of the house also increases. Uh, number two, because Human population keep increasing, so we need more places to stay. So that also cre- created that 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 rise in housing. So if you're buying your first home, don't worry. And I think if you can just about to afford a house only right, you should just get it already. Don't wait until you save your your save your coffer until it reaches like one hundred thousand. Then only you go and shop right. By the time you reach one hundred thousand, the house will be one hundred thousand more. But if you're buying for investment, then there are a lot more factors that you need to think of. Number one is with increasing interest rate environment, can you afford that mortgage rate that you're going to pay? Number two is that um, yes, FDI is coming to Malaysia, but it will take some time for them to come to Malaysia. At this point, since the COVID-19 pandemic, a lot of people has gone back already and even though I've seen them, all the expats going back to places like Indonesia, Singapore, doesn't look that many in Malaysia. Mm. Yeah, so in that sense, Malaysian property market has lost quite a lot of tenants, and uh, that's why rent have been has been dropping. And on the yield terms, on the yield perspective, Malaysian property yield has not been that good anymore compared to let's say ten years ago. Mm. So. so that,
1: <coughs> I, I think there are a few things to consider. I mean, like like we say, buying a property, as long as you can afford it, then buy a property to stay, that one is just like that, right? Yeah, nothing to talk about. But if you talk about property investing, I think uh, Frankie's points is quite clear, right? And it's quite true. We are we're facing o- OPR increase. Uh, there are many other factors, such as uh, currently right now, <coughs> there are less, less uh, expect tenants as well. Uh, that's one thing uh the next thing is that there's more and more properties being built up which means that there are more and more options for people to rent as well which will you know as usual supply and demand right uh, more supply less demand right hmm. now uh definitely we talk about property rental yield a lot of people are also saying that uh with the currently interest rate that's just being about two percent it's natural that rental yield goes about three to four percent uh I, I agree, I agree, I do, yeah, but uh, there's also one question, right? If your concern is the yield, then why not just, why do you want to take such a big risk of a property to get the car yield? It it doesn't justify because you are looking at a $1 million loan just to get a 3% yield, which you definitely could have taken this $1 million, put it into a bank, and it can easily give you 5 6%, man. Yeah, they will struck out a good deal, you know, Mm. Yeah, now uh, definitely on the other hand, is that there is this thing that you can take a 90% loan which increases your capacity and your leverage. Your leverage is actually great, right? Yeah, so cost high leverage, ma. Uh, but on the other hand, also, there's this question that you need to ask yourself, which is um, are you sure you are able to take a risk on this leverage because with the current rising OPR rates and. Uh, Current condition of subsidy being uncertain on whether what are they gonna implement? I mean, just put it this way: if let's say tomorrow government were to give you a new card and say that if you are in the T, if you are in the M forty range, your subsidy will be lessened by half for petrol. You are T twenty, you got no subsidy for petrol. Are you sure? Plus your petrol now you can pay for that house because without petrol subsidy, you are quite screwed. already I you know. Your petrol price mm. will increase by at least double or triple. I know of a
0: T Twenty friend. His car right can only pump minimum RON RON ninety eight. Uh, recommended to pump RON one hundred. So his 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 uh petrol price alone for a week right can go to like four three four hundred ringgit.
1: Mm. Yeah, yeah. One week. So you see that that's a that's that's the thing that I want to say la, Like like. Are you sure you can take this risk? Now, like I've said before, I think people who are really actively buying up properties to rent out to people right now are people who are filthy rich. Which means it's really extra money. And that two million or ten million is just like put there any and they don't bother. Mm. They really have excess of two, three million bucks. And they usually buy up commercial property to rent out to businesses because the yield is still damn good for that one Mm. yeah if you got money buy commercial property yes I think it's still good but residential investment Mm.
0: there's an overhang on uh, property supply right now
1: yes but commercial shop units retail facing I just saw a few that day sexy sexy very sexy (laughs) 8-9% yield you know still really yeah eight nine percent and the prices are still quite good mm. uh, but again uh, then can or not like you can afford or not you are talking about two three million you know you're not talking about Two two three million bro mm. yeah your installment two three million is about ten to uh, two million is about 10k mm. 10k a month 10k a month so can you imagine how rich the person is not uh? that's why there are still a lot of people buying property are crazy but these are very very rich people yeah that's the that's the point they want to make that um so yeah, uh, if you think that we should be doing a live video on property investing alone, can you help us to vote? Yeah, I know some of y'all were just listening to this as a podcast, right? Yep. But if uh, it will do us a favor, if let's say you can just go to your screen, uh, we put up a poll to say whether should we do a live uh, session that talks about property investing. Yeah, If you think we should, please go and vote so that you know, at least we got a topic for our next round or something like that. Yeah, uh, there are some questions as we were talking about this. Is it a good time to invest in crypto? What are your thoughts?
0: Uh, okay, so I, I still hold to the viewpoint that uh, crypto has already bottomed uh, simply because um, I explained before that during during that crash, right? Because a lot of crypto investors, they are retail investors and not just retail investors, they are people who never invested before. And then suddenly there's this new product called cryptocurrency and then people just saw the price went up so fast they wanted to make quick money so they just put money there so they are pretty much influenced by emotions and um, the market condition so when the crypto market crashed, all these people got panicked and they all went out to the market so in my opinion there's only left with people who know how to invest in the crypto market so what we need to wait now is for the next wave to come to market to recover then all the people who left then suddenly think, "Hey, I don't want to be FOMO again. Then they come back again. Then I think that will be the next crypto uh, crypto summer again, uh, so to say. Yeah. That's my view.
1: So uh, for me personally, I'm a bit more pessimistic. Uh, I don't think it's a great time to go all in yet because I think that although it looks like it's fine, but I don't think we are out of the safe safety place yet Mm. yeah because uh i i still think the market needs to contract even further and and uh you need to wait a bit more uh but i could be stupid like i say you know every day i'm wondering if i'm stupid uh so i'm not saying that i'm right you know uh but i think that there's still a risk so i actually deployed a portion of my money to buy some crypto already but uh, i'm still holding uh uh at least 30 percent to 40% in cash still. Yeah, that's for me. But I think that it is a great place for short-term trade right now. Mm. It's a short-term bull. Yeah, Uh, so why do I say that I am not sure yet is because I can see that it is still pretty much stuck at about 24, 25,000, yeah, for Bitcoin yeah for Ethereum is because of the multiple good news about merging and so on and more more uh they are saying that there are more ethereum uh institutional investors going in uh, and so forth uh so my opinion is this if it suddenly drop back down, I think it's a very bad place to be in. If I go in the party late at maybe twenty seven thousand, I think it's still fine. Hmm. Yeah, because as we know, crypto once it shoot up, it shoot up like crazy. Uh, but for me, I don't think I want to take the 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 unnecessary risks at this point. Yeah, because somehow I still have this feeling that that crypto regulations are still overhanging at the place there, mm-hmm. and I think the market is still very fragile. You just need a little bit of bad news. It can just go down By half again Yep Yeah that that's my opinion uh. yeah. Fair point So I will play it safe. law. That's the point I'm gonna make uh. Yeah The likelihood of GST coming back Is it very real?
0: <laughs> How to answer We are not in the government
1: yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know But, <laughs> but rumour, there are rumours Rumours yeah. rumors is yes uh. <laughs> Rumours is yes uh. And I think that Prices will increase again One round when GST comes in mm. Yeah But I think uh, Very rich I want to go backward. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> like you think, ah, uh, like previously, right? When they implemented GST, uh, all the shops increased price, right? Remember? Mm-hmm, yeah. We got GST. Then GST taken away. Did they reduce their price? Is no. it like that one, uh. Then after everything increased again, this time round GST increased. right? sure increase price again. Uh, I tell you. Yeah. Sure, increase price again. Uh.
0: Excuse to increase price.
1: Yeah. Oh, okay. I like this question. My thoughts on compressing loan for investing in REITs in Malaysia is it viable? uh if you say viable is it doable yes it's doable but do i think it's advisable i don't think it's advisable yeah i i I don't think loan compression is advisable i think uh i'll outrightly say it i think that many people who teach people how to compress loan to apply for numerous property at the same time with one loan it's a very bad practice uh it's it's not like i've never tried it before it's not like uh i've not encouraged it before i did when i was younger uh but today i look at it i think it's a very bad move i've met people burn very badly from it i think i think it's really bad let me tell you a story of one guy that i heard of uh, a friend's friend so he's the young guy who's earning about eight thousand ringgit they use his name to compress loan so five people invest together in four properties Mm. apply under his name you know how compression loan works right uh-huh. uh, so on the same day they submit then hopefully the bank haven't detect yet then it issue out four loans mm. so under his name they bought like uh, four properties and each property is valued at about 700,000 in loan somewhere they do no money down some more so uh, can you imagine every month they pay about 20 plus thousand yeah now these four people Suddenly after half a year, one person just disappeared from the group. No
0: need to disappear, also we'll die, but Because there's a reason why banks put that kind of criteria in order to pass the loan.
1: So they their thought is five or four of us or mm. five of us can afford to pay the twenty thousand loan together every month, mm. But we use your name money, Halfway through one of the person say things are really bad, huh? Disappear. Mm. Now 20,000 split among four Another half Here the other person say I don't want to play any. Split again <laughs> <laughs> The fella 7,000 known The fella die I tell you the fella really die Yeah It's so bad It's so bad I've seen this kind of situation So many times mm. Yeah Um Let's see any more question do you mind sharing which location is good for commercial property investing i think it's quite clear hot hot areas Moncara, hatamas mm. you know, uh, KLCC, uptown. area uptown you know yeah. I, I think those are those are great places uh, i'm not talking about office space uh, by the way yeah i'm talking about front facing commercial, commercial retailer uh. yeah and there's a huge price difference and uh, you just go uptown ground floor price and second floor price is whole different world huh? even a whole different world yeah so uh that's pretty much about it uh i think we'll just answer one last question and we'll end it okay uh which is can you tell us how should we position our portfolio of investment the distribution all right frankie you take that and we'll end this
0: okay uh under current market condition uh, definitely a very high proportion will be in cash uh maybe half of, your, half of your money should be in cash. And then um, the remaining 50%, right, I think a good chunk of it should be in defensive stocks. Defensive stocks means industry, like we discussed just now, like things that um, you will use even during recession one and also dividend paying stocks, because no matter what happened to the share price, at least the company continues to repay its capital to the shareholders. So you get some form of cushion over there. Then you just leave maybe 10%, 15% to go and play whatever you want to play like now.
1: Yep. Mm. So, uh, I my opinion is not too far from his. So I won't add on. Yep. Yeah. So that's all about it for tonight. Thank you very much for joining us. Uh, I hope you guys have a good time. And like we said, uh, if you love to invest in U.S. stock, you can just check out a link for uh, Interactive Broker. Uh, I think Jonathan is very familiar with Interactive Broker, and and yeah, he loves it as well. If I'm not, if I can recall correctly yeah um so go and check out interactive broker you can use transferwise to transfer money uh to singapore bank account and through there invest right uh now another one last thing is that for those of you who would like to catch up with our previous episode you can always go to spotify and check out the real money show where we have all our lives being uploaded there as the form of a podcast so have a good night see you guys thank you very much for joining us all right good night bye bye